talking, like, like professional talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, guys, I've got a question for you. Okay. True or false? A baby crab is called a crub. <laughs> that can't. That can't no, be true. No it's the found rockstar crab. <laughs> Lovely stuff. No, I'm sticking with false. You sure? False. You yeah. sure about that? Yeah. Crub. They want to just change one letter. <laughs> That's not how it works. I'll be honest, I definitely um, <laughs> just tried to think of anything right at the last minute. Well, it's good though. Could have been true. Could yeah. be true. Um, hi, Strange welcome. Things have happened. Yeah, it's true. Welcome to Foul Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks to musicians about their journey in music, mental health, and fashion. Um, so. Jez, before mm. we start, can you do the traditional introductions, which is normally going to be who we are, where we are, and where can you find us? So, hello, I'm Jez, Jeremy Peter Dixon. That, two metres away from me, the other side of the table, is Stephen Robert Hurdle, and we're here with a very special guest, Joe Hythe. More of him very soon. We are in the front of our shop in Colchester, Essex, Best Days Vintage. 40 old lane in very much the Rome of East Anglia, <laughs> Colchester. Imperial. <laughs> Imperial Colchester. Yeah. And uh, we oh, are... Didn't we find out? Sorry to disturb your... Um, uh, I was flowing then. Yeah, sounded like it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you remember when we went to Colchester Town Hall, we yes. met this councillor woman and she said that Julius Caesar, when he invaded Britain, yeah. rolled up the Colchester High Street or what it would have been at the time with his centurions and his gang <laughs> did she? yes she I did. don't remember that yeah she told us she was very proud to say what, literally that. the High Street yeah what is now the High Street what is now the High Street which I imagine didn't have well, HSBC well, along top of the hill time. though isn't it I suppose that makes sense yeah, he came when he Mil- militarily, or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. When it was like old recorded town, etc., etc., yeah. Britain's first city, etc. <laughs> he when he invaded Britannia, or Britain, or whatever they called it at the time. Um, yeah. He yeah, he came he came rolling through his way with his gang. Oh, okay, I don't think they were known as a gang. <laughs> it was like seven well, Romans. They called them a century. They called them like a, uh, a, 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 a legion, a legion, a squad. No, but the classics. Legion of Doom. <clears throat> uh, we should have known that Jez really because we've read all those books about Julius Caesar and Marcus yeah, Brutus that's true but that was 20 years ago <laughs> yeah it was and not a lot has stayed with us no so there you go interesting guys there you go for uh, all our <laughs> history buff fans out there um, Those of them. so we've got a few things to kind of talk about we'll get to you Joe <laughs> yeah. oh we've got some admin we never have admin we've yeah, got, <laughs> got our official admin today. To ok that, lovely right? so we've had a couple of reviews <laughs> Um, oh. well, a review of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you sure you remember <laughs> last week's guitarist episode podcast? Yeah, which I thought was. was it, it was an in-depth review. Yeah, um, from a gentleman, I believe. Yeah, uh, it went on there, so I'll, I'll, I'll summarise it. 
Did he? Just, did he? Was this an online review that he's left it was, publicly, um, or it was on one of the podcast platforms? So I got right, message okay. from him saying you've received re- your first review. Yeah, which was not true. Had loads, bloody loads of them. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, <laughs> oh, I lived with it. So I thought, I better get into it. Sit down, get ready for it. Snooze. Didn't even put full stop at the end. Oh well, that's that's just poor grammar. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's what podcasts are for, though. So yeah, I literally, I literally, I mean, if anything, that makes a good podcast. Yeah. He must yeah. have looked at it and gone, "Ooh, fucking hell, the guitarist episode. That'll be in depth." <laughs> oh, and it was. Yeah. Well, so he wasn't. He wasn't. What impressed. was it? You got a name for this guy? Ah, uh, no, he's some face. Because I'll imagine our Japanese yeah. listeners will want to hound him. And yeah, well, actually, <laughs> funny enough, we've got a question about our Jap- from one of our Japanese listeners. Yeah, which, which one? I'm not sure. I can't pronounce her name, but um, <laughs> I've translated it into English for us. Okay, um, well, that's convenient. So, before we go into that, I had re- we had a um, a review of the shop today. Oh, again, online? Or? No, in face to face. Yeah. Um, face mask to face mask. Yeah. From an, um, a gentleman that is, is into his vintage, but he's a bit of an alcoholic, and he said. You lot need to up your game. Mm-hmm. But you've got a lot of potential here, son, but uh, you need to get some California clothes in here. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. Niche said, kind right, of I don't, I don't know it. choice. About it. I fucking know, mate. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, okay. he, said, he said he would talk to the other fella about sure. that. He's gonna, so he's going to come in and talk to you. Oh, yeah, he's point. coming to talk yeah, to me I as said, well. well. He's the boss, the one of the nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my nose comes in for... Uh... A lot, of, a lot of yeah. criticism on this podcast. So, a bit of housekeeping. It's very Roman. It is yeah. Roman, isn't yeah. it? Ooh, it's twice. It's, yeah, it's a positive spin on a big nose. <laughs> Literally does have a spin to it. Uh, so okay, well, why, do you not have any good reviews? No, that's any reviews I received. Um, but I've also got a question for one of our Japanese listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. 37 yeah. in the Japanese podcast charts. Yeah, and Ryzen, I thought. Uh, actually, a regular listener, Ed Pattle. Mm-hmm. We mentioned once or twice. I just bumped into him and he said, "The last two episodes have been very good, classics." Oh, there That's we it. go. That's better. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, all that Japanese talk." Eh? He said, "What?" <laughs> said, "What number are we?" He went, looked at me totally blankly. So, it's <laughs> not getting through. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's fallen asleep by that bit. If he's using podcasts like I do as a sleeping aid, yeah. you really only Snooze. hear the first five minutes. Yeah. You got to make that first five minutes <laughs> count. Absolutely banging. So Ed Tattle, thirty-seven <laughs> in the Japanese podcast charts. <laughs> So anyway, the question I had, which I received today via email, um, was to you, Jez. Okay, uh, yeah. They've been checking us out, mm-hmm. and the question I had was... Is it about my nose? No, it was about a male, um, from a male mm-hmm. um, viewer, listener. And he asked, he said, I love your style. Yep, good point. Uh, and I really love your trousers, <laughs> they look like pyjamas. Yep, uh, sometimes. Is that a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean to wear pyjamas to work? Because I've okay. been seeing it on your podcast, or is it like a fashion choice? It's a fashion choice. Uh, I mean, I feel like my most comfortable in pyjamas, so I try and pick trousers that look as much like pyjamas without being pyjamas mm-hmm. as I can. Yeah. If they've got elastic stretchy, waist, stretchy elastic waist. waistband, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. You know, nice because you don't uh, really wear jeans no more, do you, that much? No more. Well, I don't think I've seen anymore. You. Thank you very much. I think I've seen you wear jeans. <laughs> Let's get the grammar right. A few years. We're going to take a shot. Take a yeah. pop at the jump. This is the question from the. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but you've paraphrased. They want to get the grammar wrong. Kozakoto. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Yeah, uh, that's misjudged. Uh, what, what was the question? Uh, do you. 
Oh, to wear pajamas. Oh, yeah. Or is it, what's, why is your reason for wearing like those sort of star trousers? Oh, yeah. The, the jeans, lack of jeans. Yeah. Just find them more comfortable. Is the simple answer. And as you get to, towards my age, yeah, statement pants. You know, com- comfort comes more into it than fashion. Oh, actually, no, I am being serious with the question. Um, <clears throat> that it is like a kind of statement choice, right? With like statement pants and like trousers. <laughs> yes, it is. Although I have been not bullied, but my daughter's best friend at school often mocks the mm. will, will literally say to me why are you wearing your pyjamas out of the house it was every morning for, <laughs> for a good three months every time I dropped I'd get off at school didn't my mum give you a hug and whisper in your ear Jazzy wearing pyjamas yep so I'm getting abused from all sides for it but I'm sticking to my guns fair play yeah. but right now listeners I'm in a very sensible pair of corduroy trousers yeah. so they are swinging around the ankle quite. So hard. there you go to our um, Japanese fans. So there you question. go. Hope that hope that answers it. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's introduce our guest. Yep. Mr. Joe Hythe, who is a singer songwriter. He has moved to Colchester from the east of London town, and he has a single out. Well, it came out the Friday just gone. Mm-hmm. So he's on the promo trail. But we'll get to that. That's just who he is. <laughs> Let's find out what he is. <laughs> By starting with the Song of the Week feature. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve's got... We all have one, so we'll start with Steve while you uh, gather your thoughts. Well, you've actually written stuff down. That is excellent. Brain doesn't work. I wrote something down. So, <laughs> my Song of the Week yeah. is... The song Boys by Charlie XX. That's honestly one of my all-time favourite songs. It's an absolute classic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What, why, pray, have you chosen that uh, because little box? I've been thinking about boys. <laughs> You've been busy thinking about boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've been busy thinking about boys yeah. um, this week because... Specific boys or just uh, general? New boys, like work boys. Oh, right, oh, OK. You know, thinking about... We've been looking at, like, you know, like, our kind of, like... We've been asking questions for staffs and like how we've been getting on and that sort of stuff, and just I spent a lot of time thinking about you guys, I guess, and about you know and our people within our worlds that happen to be boys, um, and I guess it's been on my mind quite a lot this week, like you know with questions and thinking out how things are going with us, like at work and just at in life and we ask questions ourselves every Tuesday don't we as well and obviously like you know there's kind of like certain things happen sometimes and it's like you know it's when you kind of have to pick, stick together as a gang boy gang boy band I suppose it's boy band isn't it it's like boy gang but it's like you know you kind of look after when the chips are down sometimes you have to step up and look after each other exactly right so yeah that's it so I like the song and I've been <laughs> thinking about my boys <laughs> ok good do you want me to go next? You can go next. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, I've discovered a new podcast that's not as good as this one, but it's pretty good that I've been going to sleep to every night. And it's called. Uh, your brother actually introduced me to it. I think it's called Rock Rivals, like yeah, yeah, music's yeah. biggest yeah. feuds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. It's, it's really good. It, like each episode is about <clears> a sort <throat> of famous rivalry from rock history, like, like Keith versus Mick, or yeah. The first one was Noel versus Liam. The interband rivalry between Fleetwood Mac, the members of Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. which was and that was an amazing episode. And uh, the one I've just been listening to is like Lennon McCartney, okay. and their sort of songwriting rivalry and yeah. kind of the balance of power in the Beatles and all that. And so uh, I'm going to choose a day in the life as my 
okay. song of the week this week because that's really the last song that they kind of they didn't write it together as such, but it was kind of the last one they sort of collaborated oh. on in that way. You know how Paul did we're the got, crap. We're got, we're out of bed, yeah, we're out of bed, yeah. Paul did Rude the kind game. of crap <laughs> middle eight, yeah. but. Was that literally the last song? That's, that's probably why, because you went, fuck me out shit. You're not, yeah, you're not getting your hands on yeah, anything rubbish. else I've done before. Because usually they would write literally together, you know, in hotel rooms or whatever, yeah. and kind of whenever they had spare time, and it would be a proper collaboration. And then, you know, whatever, you know, egos get in the way, yeah. they grew apart as people, had different friends and different lives, and then it was just almost like two solo artists who happened to be in the same band, but... It just makes me wonder what they. Didn't you say that they were often recorded literally in the same studio in different rooms? Mm-hmm. Never saw each other. They just recording their the, own songs for the album. Yeah, the, the white the white album specifically was like that. So it was like Ringo going from room to Ringo. <laughs> Ringo, <laughs> I got to go. I need you, Ringo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really strange dynamic. But then, then the the last kind of albums, then they try to like let it be. They were recording. It was being filmed while they're all in the yeah, studio. Which sounds fucking painful. Though. Yeah, and then. Doesn't it? Imagine that being filmed and you're trying to write and it's probably not going very well. There's some really uncomfortable moments where, like, George just thinks specifically is just in a grump because Paul's telling him what to play and he's like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I won't play at all or I'll play whatever you want me to do, just tell me what to do. Mm. And it's really tense. Oh, that was it. Oh. And that, that was the last, last album, obviously. Yeah. Why would you go back after that? Yeah. But yeah. You're, a, you're a fucking. You're, George Harrison of the Beatles and you're being told what to put yeah, yeah. your fingers and what point to put them. Basically. No wonder he fucking went off and did his own thing. Yeah. But yeah. Who was your favourite solo, uh, post-Beatles solo member? Joe. Lennon. Lennon. His yeah. solo career. Yeah, that really long one he's had. That keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He didn't get a chance just, to ruin I just, it. I just... Paul McCartney, I just can't do it. I don't know why. I just like, I think music. I've always known him as an old man as well. Mm. Like it's like every big British event they wheel, wheel him, him out, out. Yeah. yeah, and he gets more defrosted, yeah. and I'm like, oh god, more incoherent every time. I don't Pretty know. I've, I've never yeah. been a big Beatles fan. Really? Yeah, I just oh. I wasn't brought up on them, really. So I've had to just sort of pick it up as I went along. Okay. So no, perhaps sorry. next question. Yes, yeah, that's not the greatest start. No, it? sorry. <laughs> that's fair so enough. What's your song of the week then? Oh, I've gone for a Halloween one, Ooh, and also because no, I can't stop clever. listening to uh, Kim Petras, "There Will Be Blood." But mostly, I can't stop listening to the whole album because she has a whole Halloween album, and it's literally like you have like a, I don't know what you call it like a like a dance track and then you have like a pop song and a dance track and a pop song and a dance track and a pop song and they're all spooky oh, well it's deliberately spooky yeah it's all Halloween themed the whole thing and uh oh, it's scary or just just sexy or scary yeah there yeah. it is yeah um so yeah There Will Be Blood by Kim Petras okay I don't Slaps. know the song no, but I'm gonna do you know the, I don't no. know the artist <laughs> it's funny like I only got into her I even knew she existed in like the last couple of years after my producer was like oh I'm going to do this this Kim Petra synth and I was like sounds amazing but I've never heard of her <laughs> but yeah she's, she she's, she's originally from Germany um, but she lives in like Hollywood or whatever but yeah, she's cool. always been unsigned and okay. has turned herself into an international icon 
proving it can be done. It can be done. Mm. Hope for yeah. anybody who is musical, basically, yeah. and records a song. Uh, yeah. And also prove that like record labels are dead. Ooh, Pretty much. In the social media age. Yeah. You don't really need them, do you? Not if you... <laughs> Only for money. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it opens some doors mm. to collaborations. But, but with the beauty of things like YouTube, where you can kind of make a career out of YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Sponsorship, or, you know, you can fund stuff through those sort of means as well, you know, through social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of Halloween, mm. your new song was perfectly Ghost. timed. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that a deliberate choice to release it near Halloween, or is that just serendipitous? A bit of both. Lovely. Things just sort of lined up beautifully with that song the whole time. Because um, it's the third. Uh, it's it's the second. Well, yeah. If you can't, I did a cover of Fast Car. Was that a cover? <laughs> Genuinely, who? That was really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one of my favourite songs yeah. of all time. Yeah, I just found it's it. A weird. Great, it's a great version. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was weird when I did it that no one had done like that kind yeah. of like big eighties pop ballad version. Mm. Um, and also, I like I like upbeat sounding songs that are actually really fucking sad, and uh, that's Fast Car. Yes. Um, Who yeah. was it originally by? Tracy Chapman. Oh yeah, you'd know, you'd know the song. You got a fast car. Uh, I want to take a It's like one Parking of the most, most covered songs ever. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's you've just sung what's it, "Big Yellow Taxi" by Johnny Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> music expert Stephen Hurdle on the music <laughs> podcast. <clears throat> there you go. We don't get everything right. You see, much right actually. <laughs> yeah, not anything right. Snore. But yeah, so the uh, the previous song. Dorian, yes. Yeah, Dorian, Dorian. That came that's out like heard, yeah. that's the one that's on our, A month our ago. playlist. Yeah. Yeah. So you were t- talking to me about how they were part of an album. It was kind of a yeah. concept on me, but you sort of split it up into yeah. bits. Yeah, should we start there? Yeah. I guess we should start there. Yeah. That makes sense. So I moved here in like 2016 after a bit of a breakdown and uh, didn't know anyone, which was quite liberating to be in a town and be completely anonymous. And then uh, From East London. From High Wycombe. Okay. Um, but uh, got a big crush on a bit of a bad boy. Uh, and uh, it's perfect songwriting inspiration. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Obviously. And then, uh, so, yeah, the last four years have been, like, slowly chipping away at this whole album. And then it wasn't till we got into uh, mastering that uh, Paul Carr, who is... Uh, uh, a friend from High Wycombe we grew up together he went to like the rival school or whatever um, but he was always like in the music scene and he's like a, he's like a real professional like master at, like works with like little mix and stuff so feel pretty damn lucky to have him as a friend um, so yeah he does like amazing work I think like like my tracks were literally just like kind of rough demo ish almost and then he gets hold of them and they just like takes it to another level yeah so he would do a mix so he'd usually he'd do about uh, I think on Dorian and Ghost we did about three or four mixes and then and then he'd master it um and uh what was I saying oh yeah he was like he was like so we'd done we'd mastered four tracks of the album and he was like you really should not release this as an album he was like it's just not what people do anymore 
And people had already said this to me, my friends in Berlin who were working musicians, they were like, don't do it, man. And I just couldn't really get it because I love albums. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wrote it as an album and I was like really trying to be pretentious and stick to my guns and be like, no, I'm I'm an artist. And like, it's meant to be listened to as a whole thing. But uh, he was like, the example he gave me was King Princess as an example of someone who literally came from nowhere and just has built herself up over the last few years. Um, literally to buy just dropping singles and EPs and I love King oh, Princess Spotify oh, it's everywhere yeah everywhere yeah um, and I love King Princess and once he framed it that way and was like look you, you're spending money on these masters because he's a friend but he's not that close a friend you know, so. <laughs> he was like, you'll get so much more bang for your buck if you split these releases because yeah. every release is more press and every release is more exposure you know he was like if you put out this album that's one press push and then it's done you know whereas you can you can milk this album for a year <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I was like okay cool and also like I said we only had four songs done and I wasn't massively happy with the with the state that the latter half of the album was in. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to think about it. And actually, it was always designed as like a side A, side B kind of thing. So I've split it into two EPs. And uh, going to release two singles off each EP. So I have done that for the first one. And the next release is the first EP. Mm-hmm. Where so that you, is the plan. Where did you record it? Mostly in the shed at the bottom of Dad's garden. Oh wow! So you oh, it's proper DIY then. Yeah, some some uh, for back in February, right before lockdown, went over to Berlin because my producer Richard lives there, and did like we did like final vocal passes on um, on much better microphones and um, and sort of like tore our hair out over what we thought were final mixes. Um, but yeah. Mostly in my dad's shed, which it's a it's a posh shed. Like, you, it's not like a wooden it, shed. It's a top it's of the range shed. Yeah, it's a top of the bloody range. Bloody good one. Yeah. Yeah. But is it important, you reckon, especially with the vocals, to make sure they're recorded the best they can be? You can get away with like the kind of because they're more digital, right? But the vocals need to be. Yeah, it's it's funny. I I I've, I'm quite, quite right? so it's yeah. Not, I, I'm not quite loose it about it. Yeah, right? it's not lo-fi at all. <laughs> <laughs> Although it started off it's very epic. lo-fi. Yeah. Like it started off like literally me on Garage Band with my like USB mic. Um but then once Richard came on board we moved over to Ableton, which mm-hmm. is like logic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and but yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure. I I've got really great vocal takes on I have like a Focusrite pretty standard uh Scarlett microphone now and I've got great vocal takes off that and like I have some friends where they're obsessive about it like my friend Martin I sometimes do vocals for him and he'll shove me in a wardrobe and like if there's the slightest bit of background noise he's like no can't, can't deal can't deal but he likes very raw uh, clean vocals and I'm like ah, I'm gonna fuck it up anyway <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> I think the performance is more important and if I can get a better performance you know, slumped in my desk chair mm-hmm. than I can trapped in a closet. There's a quote. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> mm. I remember we were reading about, you know the band Sigur Ross? I, yeah, I love Sigur Ross, yeah. Singer of John Yonsei. Yonsei. Yeah. He recorded his solo album at home, didn't he? And like, it was, he was saying that he was getting told off by his neighbours because he was doing his like, vocal parts in yeah. the kitchen. 
Yeah. Well, luckily, I was good friends with my neighbours, so they're uh, quite big fans now because yeah. they haven't had and a choice. And that's a brilliant album, and you can do that in. Yeah. Based but I mean. The, the pitch of his vocals, they must have been worried at some points. That yeah. But yeah, I, I do think that with any kind of recording like that, it's always more about performance and, and ambience than it is about... Like, look at Bon Iver. Like, that first album is so iconic because you can hear his dogs, yeah. like, in the background. Like, you can hear... You can put, put yourself in the room with him. In the him. cabin. Yeah. yeah, so it's not all sterile and, yeah. and perfect. That's I true. really like that. Like we sometimes would try that with like playing a, p- a piano part or a vocal part, and you recording, wouldn't you? And you try and get the kind of creak of the chair. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. Especially with, head, of, with headphones yeah, on, you can and hear you yeah. really hear that kind of um, like the room, like the kind of mic in the room. Yeah, it really changes the vibe yeah. for sure. I think it's a really if you can do it well, it's really it's a really cool mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. So, have you always been a solo artist, or have you been in bands in the past? What's what's yeah. your kind of musical, My musical journey? Yeah. yeah, so started in mm, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was like buffering. <laughs> the brain is buffering, <laughs> like accessing memory banks. No, originally, bits you've locked out. Yeah, <laughs> originally I was in a, a duo. Uh, oh sure. I, uh, when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I was in a, a like an acoustic folk pop duo with uh, with my friend Becca and uh, there was a bit of sexual tension for a few years and then we realised we were both gay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we were in like a sort of cute um, yeah I guess folk pop band called Rocket Zombies very very obsessed very obsessed with like the Rocket Summer or um, who was it did like Beauty and the Breakdown yeah, after your time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, it was like yeah. it was like that, right? yeah, <laughs> you're getting that vibe. Off it on. was like peak sort of like MySpace scene kid. Oh, okay, uh-huh. uh, like we were saying, long t- song titles. Oh, yes. yeah. that that era. Um, so we did we did that for most of my teens, and we had a really nice community of local bands, and uh, they were mostly all rock or or metal. So this is in High Wycombe? This is in High Wycombe, which is... Did you play the White, so the White Horse? Many, I have played the White Horse. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wait, no, that's the strip club. It's yeah. I, no, I thought... Ta- oh, yeah, it's not the anymore, Next Head. Yeah. Oh, the Next, next head. head? Yeah. Sex Pistols played the Next Head. Because when oh, we yeah. were at High Wycombe, the White Horse was the music thing. Yes. Plus strip bar. Yeah, it's just strip bar now. Yeah. If it's still there. Because I went back there a few years ago, and I was like, it was just a strip bar. Mm-hmm. I've never been so disappointed in my life. It's really weird. <laughs> I used to hang out because Jess and I used to hang out in White Horse all the time. And like, oh. This is for your High Wycombe heads out there, which is um, basically Yeah. It's a town, um, medium sized town in Buckinghamshire. It's awful. <laughs> between, <laughs> what, near. Halfway between London and Oxford. Red, Oxford, yeah. Yeah. Reading. That's Lips, how it was wow. sold, I remember. Before I moved there, I was like, oh, it's equidistant between <laughs> Oxford. <laughs> Oxford and London. Oh, what could be better? Yeah. Lovely Buckinghamshire countryside. Yeah. So yeah, I played the next head. But yeah, what was the saying? Oh yeah, other bands. So yeah, sometimes I'd like uh, sing with other bands because mm-hmm. we were really close. Um, like Richard, my producer, he was in an, in other bands and stuff. Um, and Paul. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm still really close with most of those guys. So you never fell out there. That's nice. So you just kind of moved on with your yeah, musical was, journey. Yeah. So quite a. St- quite a change <laughs> and then after that I sort of did some solo stuff but I never really took it anywhere further than like SoundCloud and it was all still like acoustic kind of folk stuff um, the Bonnie Ver yeah, Bright Eyes influence yeah stuff. for sure 
and then um but I always loved always wanted to be a pop icon you know so <laughs> once I once I got worked out how to use garage band I was like oh okay opened up a whole yeah, different avenue yeah sure I was like oh this is cool okay so what sort of pop bands are the the kind of bands that you sort of admire and inspire you yes okay <laughs> Well, Should have prepped you with some of these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Them. No, it's okay. I think as a going to childhood, the yeah. first album I ever had was Backstreet Boys on cassette. Nice. So that's Strong definitely choice. an mm-hmm. influence. I've realised a lot of influences since, like, the mastering. Like, at the end, I'll listen back to stuff and I'm like, oh. Like, that's Gorillas. Where that came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Paul put this, like, full Damon album, like, telephone filter on my voice on some stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah. 2D from Gorillaz is probably a, a pretty big influence. But I was obsessed, very obsessed with Madonna, as most baby gays are <laughs> in my adolescence. So that's in there as well. Um, I really like the um, you know, ghost, like the, elect, like the keyboard, the sound of the keyboard, like that riff. Thank you. It kind of, it had like a kind of like, it hurts. Yeah, it is a bit Hertz. Yeah, that a little kind bit. of like fat kind of... Hertz are cool. Yeah, I was... I, really I, like I Hertz. hear Hertz in the... Yeah. In the both songs, actually. Just sort of vibe-wise. Yeah. yeah. See? I remember their first <laughs> stuff coming out and being like, whoa, this yeah. is cool. I love that. Do you like their, do you like their style? Yeah, yeah, everything's like black and white. That's like really nice clean fonts. and... Ed- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Shot. the opposite of my style, but very cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So with your... The video, which we've watched before starting this and we was we yeah. sat here and we had a little look it's like it. a live reaction it's really like <laughs> I'd like to watch it again because there's so much going on there's like a lot going on it's like, like a, it's a really strong there. narrative yeah um, it's also quite funny as well right? it's like quite tongue in cheek in places as yeah, well yeah for sure and it could have easily been taken like you could have taken it really seriously but you've got a, it's quite playful as well yeah I really worry about being misunderstood and I have quite like a resting bitch face and I think <laughs> People that don't know me very well, I can ha- definitely come off like pretentious or or arrogant, and it's like not the situation at all. I'm a fucking goof, and I was like, if I don't get this across, <laughs> people are gonna hate me. <laughs> like, it's important to you to kind of get personality across. Yeah, that, and also I think lyrically, I, it's it's in the lyrics, but it could you could very much you could easily misconstrue them and so like I'm sure there's people that listen to the song and didn't really get it and then they saw the video and they were like oh okay I think I get it now or I hope so anyway um yeah and do you t- it's about literal ghosts right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's about ghosts yeah and maybe I'm just being massively obvious or with that it had a kind of Stranger Things vibe to it as well is that with yeah. the like lights and the kind of like the retro kind of Americana kind of look of the the cabin and that kind of like yeah, yeah I think it could have been a trailer couldn't it it could have it had felt where, like yeah where was that shot well I can't say specifically because oh. we didn't get permission but <laughs> it was shot locally <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like it uh, maybe uh, maybe it's just so obviously because of the flashing lights I got that Stranger Things thing from it that but that kind of relationship with like another spectral kind of being yeah. kind of I mean there's also it's the, and everything's like, a little bit 80s yeah. sounding yeah, yeah. And it's Americanery yeah kind of central it had that kind of Central America kind of like trailer trash yeah thing. I think that's more sort of um, zeitgeisty that's okay. just the thing like I think because Stranger Things came out when like 2016 yeah like there's, yeah. A, there's a couple of things that started coming out when I had already started working on 
on the record and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this lines up. But even the music in Stranger Things is really fucking cool, right? It's oh, really so cool. simply so and really, good. Yeah. really stylish yeah. and stylized. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's more coincidence than, okay. than deliberate. I think that's just kind of my vibe. I'm just very obsessed with uh, Americana um, and the 80s stuff. And you've busted a few bad boy moves in that video as well. Thank right? you. Thank is you. that part of your... Have you done any gigs for you? It's so funny. I uh, was talking to a guy about doing a gig today and he was like, can you send me any videos of you playing live? And I was like, no. <laughs> I can't. Because, I because this was like... Like I said, this was a project in my dad's shed until, yeah. you know, this year and then Corona. So yeah. I'd always, always intended that, like, this summer was the summer where I was going to start getting the experience and uh, testing out stuff, and I just haven't been able to. I think you, do you think you could do it, translate it to life? Yeah, I have very, pretty damn clear vision. I mean... You tried it yet in your shed, or like... In my bedroom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah multiple times. <laughs> I think... Uh, in front of the I feel pretty good about <laughs> what, it just for the songs. Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. This is a professional podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Japanese listeners. Yeah. They would, they would appreciate that. <laughs> But you're more than comfortable with like playing to backing tracks and stuff. We were talking about this in the shop, weren't we? Yeah, it's difficult. I used to have, I used to judge it way more. Yeah. And then I saw, saw Cascada play at uh, Exeter Uni Freshers. I was there because I was like roadieing for my friend's band who were also playing, and she literally just performed to a backing track, and she was fucking amazing. And also, with the style of music it is, I can't afford. To pay my friends, yeah. and I can't probably can't fit them on the stage yep. at most of the <laughs> venues. And also, I saw another guy when I was like halfway through working on the record. I went to a friend's gig, and they were supported by this guy, uh, CC Honeymoon. Hello, my name is Bernard, two thousand and one. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. So that's a plug for him. Um, and he literally just, like, pressed play on his laptop took his shirt off and just went fucking wild and it was excellent and I was like okay cool yeah, yeah so that can work I think I would write and also I know I know other bands like pop or electric bands where they'll they'll bring like a, a couple of synth keyboards and stuff and um and mime Pretendable. and I'd yeah. rather just not I'd rather just why bring them <laughs> why, why bother my like I'd get I'd get fuck myself up trying to remember the yeah. chords like I'll just focus I'll just, on the performance yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I think when you're young and you just you're all about authenticity and kind of yeah. you know, oh, it's got to be well, real it's music. It's more and more and more now, right? So it's yeah, becoming I think more it's and just... more kind of standardised because it's more and more solo artists that are recording electronically, yeah. and it's hard, you know to get the sound you want. It's you're right. You can't be 
campaign, everyone will get this big bounce together. Yeah. And so, and as you grow, maybe the things change. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have like two levels of gig in my head, and one is me and a laptop, and the other is like me backing dancers, backing singers, full band. <laughs> sure. Like set the works. Lights. Yeah, the works. Yeah, mm-hmm. dry ice, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Do you yeah. enough dry ice these days? beautiful thing it is a beautiful yeah. thing yeah. we, love, we, love <laughs> we do yeah we whip our machine out any time we can <laughs> yeah, we used to use it as much as possible when we used to play because it helped not actually the scenes it hide <laughs> and it always, made faces. Shit, it always made shit lights look a bit better yeah, yeah. that's true yeah yeah instead of a big nosed gonk i look like a mysterious Sex mysterious <laughs> lothario yeah, yeah. So mm. i want to touch a little bit on whole wickham oh, only, <laughs> only because uh, no we have, we have that in people. common. Yes. So we have this in common, and I, I like talking about it because I like to talk to enough people about Highwickham. Jess and I went to university in Highwickham as yeah. well, and that's where we met. As, that's where we met became best friends mm. at the S- SU bar, Lovely. which I'm sure you've been to. I have, yep. yeah. Um, so um, you can pit, chip in, Jess. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a little game I've just <laughs> invented. It's called Buy or High Wickham. Okay. So I'm going to read a few things <laughs> out, like popular destination spots around High Wickham, and you can say whether or not oh, you're going to kill this. Whether or not you want to say bye to them or hi to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like a. It's not. Is this there? No. no. Yeah. no. That would be a bit yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> and apologies to people who are Colchester viewers who we normally list. But well, we can do are, High Wickham well, yeah. viewers. So I'm sure there's many of them. Well, I mean, it's just. It, I think High Wickham represents every small town in. Uh, yeah. In so England, obviously we can think of things. I've just written a few things down randomly here. But we can talk about the music scene in High Wycombe and how mm-hmm. that mm. kind of like because that's how we got into it and how you yeah. got into it, right? So it's yeah. something we got in common. Yeah. So um, number one, the Rye. High. Very high. Yes. <laughs> literally, literally high. Literally sometimes. very high. Yeah. On the Rye. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I had some great times on the Rye. The Rye. A lot of firsts. High, high for me. Yeah. 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 We used to have many a time, right? Getting to sit in the sunshine, getting pissed. Well, this is the thing. You were there as at drinking age. Like yeah. I was there, like from thirteen. Like, and there's that's, nowhere that's else when you don't have it? any. Yeah, in High Wycombe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have anywhere else to go. You just go yeah. to the Rye. Yeah. You just go um, the cafe in the back of. Um, oh my god! I can't remember what it's called. That shop on the High Street that doesn't exist anymore. The brand, oh. the chain. Oh Woolworths. Woolworths. <laughs> Woolworths Cafe. Yeah. McDonald's. The Rye. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, those, so those were your options. <laughs> so the Rye was a big field, like like Colchester's Castle Pub, but bigger than that and better than that. It's quite massive, wasn't it, the field? It's worse, much worse than Castle Park. It doesn't have a castle. Yeah. yeah. It's massive, though, isn't it? it let's, let's not do Castle Park down. That's no. a lovely park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, so I remember Jez and I, we used we were there once, we got we were drinking a bit, and we saw a couple of hot girls we fancied, <laughs> and we, we got onto each other, and we rolled over each other, nearer and nearer and nearer to these girls, to try and impress them. <laughs> Gone a fishing. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Pathetic. Okay. Uh, okay. The Antelope Pub. Hi. Hi. Yep. I mean, it's trash, but. Good trash. Uh, yeah. 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 That's definitely a lot didn't of good it, well, You were there because our friend, well, our, a Colchester friend, yeah, moved to High Wycombe. Mm. And she started dating the manager of the Antelope. Oh, wow. And it had suddenly got this big stage out in oh, the garden. Oh, yeah, it, like, yeah. really took off yeah. after I left and went back to London. Yeah, that, that was after they, we left like, well. did a big conversion on yeah. the garden. Yeah, they had the they had a yeah. bar outside. They had karaoke. Yeah. Was yeah. A, yeah. That had some good old nights in the Antelope pub. Mm. That yeah. was, like, a proper student, wasn't it? Mm. They used to hang out. A lot of people died trying to climb 
into the garden oh, from really? the graveyard oh. and got impaled oh, on the mm. fence. Yeah, oh, trying to sneak in. Yeah. Oh, oh god. But yeah, hi. Hey, the white horse. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> so it's a high for me. It's a high for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's actually a rock high for the UK because the Kings of Leon they played their first ever show in there. Oh wow. Um, who else? Snow Patrol played there. Snow that? Patrol played there. You might not consider that high, but yeah. Eighties <laughs> um, Matchbox Beeline Disaster, Cage <laughs> Elephant. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Some proper like you know cool rock bands played there. Oh yeah, yeah it was the touring bands like like a lot of American bands' first trip to England that was on their on their list. Okay. Mm. Well, maybe higher. Yeah, than. Yeah. And also, yeah, sex work is real work, so. Yep. Hi. Well, it's, yeah, it's changed, it's changed a little bit since we were there. We used mm. to do it sound check while the topless darts was happening. Yeah. <laughs> topless, we'd rehearse in the look when it never saw would be topless pool. Topless wow. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Funny old thing, isn't it? Good times. Um, okay, um, the Falcon. Hi. Weatherspoon. I hate a spoons, but I love the Falcon. Yeah. It's just too small. Like, yeah, it's it's too small. Small. Can you imagine it's... being in there like now? Yeah. No yeah, social distancing that's, going that's on a high, though. The Octagon. <laughs> is that still there? I don't even know. Yeah, the it Octagon is. is a shopping centre <clears> in Highwood. It got extended and now it's it? part Stratendar. of like, the big Eden one. Oh, is it? Is it called Eden? Oh, is uh, Club Eden still there? Club Eden. No, it's not Club yeah. Eden. <laughs> well, did that, no, that changed that, actually. That when changed we like every two years. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, that yeah. Club, club that is changed. what happens with pro, you know, provincial nightclubs. They all yeah, change yeah. over a two year cycle. Club Eden was a high for me. Every Monday you used to have student night yeah. where it used to be 50 pence a pint. And 50 pence a 50 shot of vodka. Point. Yeah. Anyway, the octagon is... Uh, it's a high in terms of like being able to relate to having a, like a mall yeah. mm-hmm. in your hometown. And uh, maybe a high for Games Workshop. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But otherwise a buy. Okay. Did they have a record? Was there a record shopping? There was. I don't doubt very much that's still yeah. there. Well, this one. Uh, Mr. Cod. <laughs> the fish and chip shop. <laughs> it's student pools. Is that still there? No, I don't think I ever went. No, no, no so. I think I went there once on the first week of term and never went again. Oh, so it's a buy for you? Yeah, it's a buy. I think I had a bad sausage. Dennis, oh. or, Dennis or Charlie's? <laughs> Do you, did you guys have Dennis or Charlie? The kebab <laughs> fans? We went to the log cabin. Oh, no, no, no. We used to have, when I was going out, it was like you'd have two kebab fans outside the Falcon. Mm-hmm. At night, you'd have them opposite each other, oh, yeah. and they'd just yeah. yell abuse at yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you had to pick, you had to pick your team, who Dennis was your, or Charlie. Who was your team? It, but it changed. Oh, no, you were yeah, loyal I to was it. A turncoat. Yeah, <laughs> whoever right. had the smallest queue. Yeah, oh, yeah, fair enough. Mm. I think mm. I'd have been you Dennis, a char- <laughs> Charlie guy. No, Dennis. Dennis the menace. Okay, so yeah, sorry, that's a little bit high wicked base, but. Yeah. I like to talk about high wicked. I think they're a key demographic. The high wicked, <laughs> massive. <laughs> James Corden, I know he's a big. Uh, is he from High Wycombe? Yep, and he's yeah. a big Actually, fan you know of podcasts. Also very famous from High Wycombe. Um, if you look in our student union, uh, and it says famous alumina, alumina? Uh, alumni, 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 <laughs> our band was part of it. Yep. Oh, cool. And Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I served him orange juice once. Oh, there you go. Oh, so at, it's true. When I went yeah. to the Swan, he was like Keith. When we started, he'd finished. He'd just yeah. finished. He was like he was like uh, year three when we, we were just missed him. Mm. But you hear that? Noel Fielding and us. Just mm. get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he still says that. But he when people talk about Bucks New Uni, they're like, Noel Fielding. Yeah, and those guys. Those guys. 
There's a guy who now I only close shopping cost yeah. I think there was like an actress that was like once on um, Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Once. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so <laughs> what about uh, formative years? So uh, like actually playing yeah. music. Did you were you a child prodigy? No. Or did a late well, developer? Um I I'm I go through phases. So I was a child prodigy in primary school in terms of like I was the best in recorder class. Okay. Oh, yeah. So they were like, oh, he should really learn another instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what did, did they I get? You? Clarinet. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. Yeah, so ditched that. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I want to be a rock star. Yeah. I would like to learn guitar, please. And then I learned guitar for about a year. And then I was like, oh, not very good. I'll just stop going to lessons. Oh, and after that, out. I just... Yeah, yeah, I play... I, I so write you, on you guitar write all the time. Yeah. I wrote. I write. I prefer to write on piano just because I find the guitar a little bit limiting. Because I'm definitely sort of like I plateaued at like busker level. Okay. You know, I'm definitely so like you can bust a few chords out to kind yeah, of um, basis. Yeah, exactly. Like. like if I've got a capo, I can play almost anything. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I prefer. Yeah, I find it limiting when I'm writing because it just the it sounds like too many other songs whenever I try and do anything. Whereas the piano, I just find it a bit more. A bit more like expansive, and I can play more chords easily on the piano. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you, uh, can I ask you, mm. you? You mentioned it earlier, and I didn't know whether or not I, what you want to talk about it. Not if you don't, it's cool. But you said that you had a bit of a breakdown yeah, mentally, man. right? Is this before this when is... you left Wickham? Yeah. So, do you, do you mind talking about? No, it? I don't mind talking about it at all. I've, I'm in an amazing place. Like the best place I've ever been in my life, mental health wise. So I think it's oh, important to talk about stuff. it. Yeah. Also, that <laughs> yeah. it is the best place. Um, yeah, no, I just um, I had just graduated. I did. Um, I went to drama school, but I was so insecure. I'd always wanted to be an actor or, or some kind of performer, but I was so insecure about my looks and about my voice and about my body or whatever. And I knew so many other great performers male and female who were going to drama school to do acting that I was like I I didn't even bother auditioning because I was like I can't do it so I did uh, design because I had quite a bit of experience doing like set and costume design so I went to drama school in North London and did set and costume design turns out that's an even harder industry to get a job in than acting so then I find myself back in Wickham living in this like uh, two bed maisonette on the London Road, you know, just down from like Nags Head, and it was just, it was just really depressing. And I, I lived with one of my best friends, and he was great, but it was still like a very, it was just a really lonely time, and like I completely felt like I'd fucked up everything and failed, and I wasn't getting any work, and I, the work I did have was I worked at a pub, and then I got sacked, and then I'm not even sure why I got sacked. Um, and then I got a job at Waterstones and that was great and I love working there um, but it was like I was working full time and the rent in Wickham is so expensive because it's only half an hour from London that I was like working full time but I just had no money ever and uh, I was just very depressed and not good at dealing with uh, my mental health and just smoking weed like as soon as I got home you know for the rest of the day and uh, reading way too many uh, conspiracy theories online. 
which sounds funny. Like it is like conspiracy theories are funny when you have like distance from them, but yep. when you fall into that world, it's fucking dark, man. Like those are some dark holes on the internet, and like all of that stuff. It like it's like this web that they all feed into one another. So the deeper you go, the more convinced you become yep. of each of them. And I just got more and more paranoid. And I don't like being like, oh, you know, smoking weed makes you paranoid. I, I don't really think that's the case. I think maybe smoking weed 24-7 and reading conspiracy theories makes you paranoid. Um, but yeah, it just got to the point where I was like broke and, and ill and afraid to leave the house because like the men in black or something. I don't know. And uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so what? how did you get out of that spiral? What did you do to get out of it? My lease was up yeah. and I was like I can't this is not sustainable I'm going to kill myself um, and so I just ran to my dad who had moved out here to be with uh, my stepmom okay. uh, so I was like I've got to throw in the towel like adult adult life is not working out like with, I was so hard on myself looking back I was like 24 20, yeah 24 and I was like felt like the biggest fuck up and the biggest failure and uh People need to talk about that shit more. Like, it's all very well. Everyone goes around like, you need to talk about mental health, but you need to be specific. Like, everyone feels like a fuck up all the time and everyone feels like a failure. Like, we grow up thinking we're going to be... Is This is like to paraphrase that speech from Fight Club. Like, you grow up thinking you're going to be a movie star or like a rock star or at least, you know, have a well-paying job and the house. And, um, yeah, that all just seemed so far away. And, uh, and it was overwhelming. It was just really overwhelming, yeah. Um, I don't think I was 100%. I thought I was comfortable with my sexuality was another part of it. Like, I'd been out for most of my adolescence, not by choice. and But I felt like I'd got to a comfortable place with it. But that can be a really fucked up world as well. And it just it was just a lot. So I just... Uh, it was just really... Uh, liberating to I mean I was just lucky to have a safety net basically and on top of that being somewhere completely new so was it like where, a, was it like a reset for you then yeah like a, 100% like a mental and social reset yeah, exactly yeah and also I think that you just have like when it's your, when you're in your hometown there's just like a lot of trauma there like I still get it if I go back to Wickham I don't love being there because there's just a lot of like emotional weight mm-hmm. to the location yeah yeah, like ghosts, you know, like yeah. fucking everywhere. Whereas here, it's just like, yeah, it's just completely new, and it was. Uh, I was like, I can just. So did you? Did you? Was myself. it like shedding a skin, or did you still carry it with you, and you had to find learn tools to get feel better? It was both. Yeah, so it definitely, it felt easier because I didn't have all those systems and structures in place. You know, I didn't have my dealer, or I like, I didn't have the people I would drink with. I, like it forced me to make friends and it forced me to learn to be alone as well was a big part of it like I've never been very good at being alone and I will usually turn to like drink or drugs in that situation um, but yeah it definitely forced me to develop coping mechanisms and learn to uh, like myself was the biggest thing mm-hmm. bit of a cliche but yeah I had to learn to like okay. Is that through? Did you get help, or did you just did you figure it out yourself? I just figured it out myself. I had had quite a lot of counselling as a teenager, and that had helped me through a lot of other stuff. <laughs> but then, so but yeah, I kind of felt like that wasn't going to work this time around. I was like, this, this is just me learning to live with myself and getting over 
my hang-ups and uh, yeah, my like neuroses, I guess. Yeah. I completely identify with almost all of. Well, this what is you the said. thing. I think most people can. But we it, just, but yeah. I think you get to a. Certain, mine came a little bit later in life, but we we were doing the whole band the band thing I mean mm. it is the fight club cliche basically we were pursuing rock stardom yeah. and then it didn't happen yeah. this thing that we'd been aiming for our whole adult lives essentially and mm. then you're like it's the, it's the lack of direction you feel like your life is just now has no meaning and you kind of yeah. I've let my parents down you know they spent a lot of money on my uni course which I dropped mm. out of and now the band I haven't got the band what the fuck have I got what, what do I what do I because that's such a big part of your identity yeah what, what gives me purpose now so yeah, just starting again makes complete yeah. sense. But it sounds like you worked it out earlier than we did. Yeah. But you made it. I think that's... I kind of wonder if that's also a gay thing. Like, there's like... Don't take it the wrong way. But it's like... I feel like there's like an emotional maturity that you have to develop. Like, it's like there's this... There's like a... I don't know, yeah. There's just... It's like I was... Like, the way teachers would describe me at like parents evening would be like oh he's very you know mature mm-hmm. and it's like that's just code for he's very gay <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> he's very in touch with his emotions <laughs> um, so maybe that's a leg up like I think like the curse a lot of like straight white men face is that like you're, you never have to question everything anything like a lot of stuff just makes sense so then when it doesn't, you're sort of fl- left floundering and you're like, you have no frame of reference. And um, definitely does true. that make sense? Yeah, yeah because we're, we've spoken about this. We're built that. to succeed. What, what, what's, because what's which, happened? Then it's even worse. Yeah. When you're so white, that, yeah. male, western, middle class, straight, you kind of like, you kind of tick all these different boxes, mm. right? Like, and... Of privilege, yeah. privilege, <laughs> right, and like social privilege and social acceptance, and it's mm, yep. kind of you are the mainstream. Yeah, without doubt, you know all of those things, and like sometimes you, I, you know, we kind of feel guilty about that. Sometimes that like you kind of you haven't really had you, you. You feel like sometimes you might have drawn life's golden ticket, you know, because you've got your limbs, you've got your kind of health, and you've got your westernness and your middle yeah. classness and your straight maleness or your white man kind of yeah. thing, you know, and like. But you're also, the flip of that is that you're sort of denied that education in in questioning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well that's the thing, yeah. yeah. Everyone expects you to kind of like be perfectly honest all the time. Yeah, and you you expect it of yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 A blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's it's, it's not even what it is, it's just, you can't change it, it's what it is. Yeah, everyone's just working through shit. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. And Some people hardest, are better at hiding yeah. it than others. And, and what's yeah. the hardest thing? Well, we spoke where we do what we do here with like mental health, um, young people, community, because it's important for young people. Like, mm. I think we all identify with finding life difficult when you're young. Mm. And I sat to, even today, there's like four girls sitting here, like all in separate tables. Huh? Um, <laughs> But they were kind of talking, and they all of them were like the hardest thing that we find in our lives is our own mental health mm. and our relationship with our friends because mm. the social acceptance and we worry that we've said too much or we haven't said enough mm. or we we've been judged by our friends for doing a certain thing or they all struggle and they all of them were like talking. They were even talking to me. They were just talking, I was ill again. 
but they're all talking to, about, to themselves. Yeah, about I'm getting this. like PTSD flashbacks to being a teenager and like yeah. those that it's constant social circus. Yeah, it's just exhausting. And it's all happening in school and in college, yeah. and you're also meant to be learning. Yeah, and you're being taught all these things about history, about RE, or G- where bloody rivers are flowing yeah. through in Afghanistan or something yeah. or whatever it might be yet all the time you're stressing out about yeah. your social circles and whether or not how you're being accepted within your groups and not your groups and if I could difficult. go back how many in likes time, you've got on Instagram if, well, I now, yeah. if I could like give teenage me advice I like oh, I'd love to just sit him down what would you slap say? him about what would you say? <laughs> two things would you say to yourself be honest to yourself and everyone else all the time and uh and uh, that's probably it. That's that's probably it. I was like a compulsive liar in my early teens, and it took like a catastrophic, like fuck up, to snap me out of it. And I lost friends in the process, mm-hmm. and lost the respect of loads of people that I wanted it. Like it was the biggest like high school social drama you could imagine, and it was all because I was so insecure about myself that I would bullshit. Like I would just invent stuff because I felt like I had to and getting over that was like the best thing I ever did um, okay. but I'd have to go back quite early <laughs> I'd have to go back to like being a little yeah. kid and be like yeah. don't ever lie about anything <laughs> you're, you're fine the way you are oh. you still skateboards in it? we closed actually oh sorry it smells so good <laughs> thank you very much it smells like my nan and granddad's are no. those weed brownies? No, they're not. Afraid not. No, we're closed, I'm oh. afraid, girls. Oh, yeah. sorry. sorry, sorry. It's not. <laughs> doing a radio. Oh, yeah, sorry. Wait, what is, are you doing a radio? Yeah. Hi. What a podcast. There you go. Are you, is that going to get cut out? No, we'll keep that in. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Me <laughs> on Snap, Alicia underscore Smith 55. Well, that's getting okay. cut out. Alright, <laughs> oh, see you later, Alicia <laughs> underscore 55. I don't have Snapchat. No, me I had it years ago I thought it had died I feel like it's back Alicia, Alicia's all over it Japanese listeners there Alicia wants yeah. to score five points yeah follow Alicia <laughs> I think she might might need some help just, but she's I don't young. know what would she tell that's a good example of all the authenticity of this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah live as it happens <laughs> random people walking past definitely I'm not going to edit that out uh, okay. uh, what would you tell yourself uh You're not a failure. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Simple. Mm. I I tell myself not to worry so much what people think. That's always been my... Yeah, that's a big one. It's a hard one to actually get in your head. Just worry about what you think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you like it, it's probably all right. Yeah. And yeah, stick stick to your guns. You know, do what you believe in. Mm. Don't listen. Yeah, not everybody's going to give you good advice. Yeah. Like music, musically speaking, mm-hmm. we were too like we listened to everybody else and didn't listen to our Which ourselves. You, I would always say maybe it was better to we should have listened to the advice but then made our own decision after that. Yeah, like not just go with the first thing someone said or the next yeah. thing someone said, but kind of take it all on board and make a decision on the basis yeah. of the evidence. Yeah, because still I think it's important to get advice and education and evidence and learning. Mm. But then you have still you have to at some point say thank you very much, but I'm going to make a decision. Now. Yeah, weigh it up and then make a decision. Yeah. yeah, and you have to question the frame that that person is like looking at shit through. Mm. Yeah, like they're not they're, they're not, not you know everything. No. Yeah, 
to got a different perspective mm. on the world to you. Mm. Should we ask about? Yeah, should we do? Move on. Yeah. Band for life. Yeah. So it's a regular feature. Yeah. What's it called? Band for life slash band for life. <laughs> Um, gents, do you want to say... I'll explain this little feature. So, it's got colours. Alright, and then this might come back. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, we asked our guests to pick two bands slash artists. One that they could listen to in perpetuity, uh, and another that they will erase their music from existence. Now, Joe, you found you struggled with this one because you yeah, didn't want to no. erase anyone from existence. I've come up with a sneaky solution. Okay, well we'll see, we'll see. No, you're not killing them, right? You just yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kill them, but I do. I mean, that's pretty sneaky. <laughs> uh, so, give us your two ba- two band slash artists, and we'll try and guess which is oh, which. I've got a bad oh, really? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, I've gone for Springsteen mm-hmm. and okay. Lana Del Rey. Oh, that is fucking difficult. Yeah, this might, this is actually going to yeah, be a difficult. Yeah, it's just yeah. tricky. Springsteen and Lana Del Rey. I think. No, see, you, they're both American. You yeah. like the Americana, so that we can't Very. separate them. That, I think you'd. I feel like you would like the sort of widescreen, tragic Hollywood Lana vibe. Mm. Yeah, so but I was yeah. going to say the way around. Okay, I was going to say that I think that you're going to like the kind of. The kind of Americana Springsteen vibe of that kind of like larger than life narratives, and that Lana Del Rey was a bit too bitchy for you. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's mm, tough. Okay, well we'll go we'll go different. This has never happened. Allegedly, yeah. from a, someone I know that said that. What said Lana's that a she's bitch? She's quite mean. Yeah, mm. I think that's just her persona. Uh. No, it's actually. Quite <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm laughing it. <laughs> Scared. Yeah, Scared me. That's, that's okay. So you're going to go. Lana Del Rey's band for life. No, you're say keeping the best band. Yeah, and I'm going to Spring- say Springsteen's okay. best band. Right. Well, you're both kind of right because I'm going to be sneaky about it. Oh, like no. those are like two of my all-time faves. So I'm thinking I could listen to Springsteen forever because he has so much, just so much back catalogue. Back catalogue, <laughs> and also like one of his he's keys. got rock. He's got rock pop. Yeah. He's got country, yeah. you know. It's like so much. There's so much there to get through. Like I haven't even got through all of it now. Did you? Um, I googled this the other day. Mm. What's the average length of Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> I've been Three to weeks. one, and it's long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. He doesn't stop. No, he doesn't. He's no. actually yeah. counting in the next song while the guitar's yeah. still ringing out. Yeah. Like, oh man. Um, but then. Saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah, but then I thought. The Band for Life one erases their catalogue, right? Yes. So, if I erase Lana's catalogue, yeah. I can then release it. Ah. Oh. Right? And then I'm set. So that's what I'm thinking. Just steal the vibe. Never and make it. Yeah, how will you know? You'll just write them. Well, I'll remember. 
Okay. Everyone else will forget. It'll be like that that, that movie, yesterday film. That yeah. yesterday film yeah. is what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll just be like Lana Del Gay. This guy's good. Lana Del Gay. That is a very sneaky move. Right. Because well, I, I just don't. I, I just don't hate anyone enough. Apart That's from cool. maybe like. Here we go. True colours coming out now. Here we go. List them now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe push, maybe push. Passenger. Oh, okay. Just because I've heard he's a nightmare. Okay. And he has to hire actors to play his band. Oh, okay. Because no one will work with him. Really? Yeah. Because oh. my my housemate's brother well, just played his guitarist in the music video, and he's an actor. Oh. Yeah. Because no he's one wants no to mates. work with him. Okay. Really, no mates. So he can go. Okay. Right, yeah, oh, fair it's enough. not really a loss, yeah. is it? <laughs> no passenger song. You were, there's a couple on the playlist. They all sound the same. Today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good choices. Yeah, Bruce. Thank you. I don't know enough Bruce really. I I know the big the big ones. Yeah, Bruce's big big hits. Bruce's big ones. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm doing Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth covering Bruce yeah. Springsteen. That's an album I'd like to hear. No, you never know. Might have done it. Sandro. <laughs> <laughs> I can get one. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Okay. Yeah, but good choices. So, thank you. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Right, and let's let's end by promoting your single. Yeah, let's do it. So, for anyone who hasn't heard your music, how would you se- sell it to them? Lana Del Gay. Okay, well, yeah, that sums that sums it up. Uh, I think Spotify says uh, melancholic lyricism mm-hmm. paired with uh, or something set against a something wanky set against a backdrop <laughs> of expansive synth infused noise I don't know yeah it's that, quite wait, it say, is expansive that's a good adjective I'd yeah. say it swings between my stuff swings between sort of synthwave all the way through to like kind of boppy electric pop mm-hmm. electro pop mm-hmm. kind of synth pop I would say but with like a kind of and how would you search it you can find it anywhere that you stream music Joe Hive Joe Hive like uh, the place down the road um, oh yeah yeah, that's for our Japanese H Y T H E. Yeah, and you can find me on Instagram as Joe Hythe and on YouTube to watch the new music video, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm very proud of and yeah. is funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, new singles out now, and the EP comes out in well, in theory, the end of November. End of November. But okay. I reserve the right to push it back if something goes wrong. <laughs> but I'd say because I was listening to it on headphones today on my way in, it, it, like we were talking in the shop about how music is an escape and kind mm. of. And I found, like, lyrically, there's a couple of references to Escape, I think. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It yeah, seems it's like a... definitely a fantasy, the yeah. whole thing. So if you like your stuff a bit more Frank Turner and real, you're not going to dig it. Yeah. But if you like escapism and, uh, and uh, fantasy, then for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah. And that's what I'm into, so... Cool. And you recorded us a song before we started this, didn't you? I did, yeah. We are going to have at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, which is an acoustic version of Ghost, which came out on Friday. Cool. Um, so, yeah, with uh, my very good friend, Kirsten, so stay to the end harmonies. Of yeah, stay to the end of the podcast and he'll be on. Mm-hmm. We called it especially for us. Yep. Especially for you. Oh, let's not end with that. <laughs> okay. okay, so thank you guys for listening to Fad Rock Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that has been talking mm. to a musician, mm. Joe Hive. Thank you for having me. journey in music. And dressing me. For the last, they don't realise they've been dressing me for like the last oh, yeah, four fashion. years. Fashion, yeah. Okay, yeah. So before we go, then. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're into vintage fashion, right? That's quite I am. Clear. Yeah. 
What is your staple outlet? What's this is pretty much it. Is I, I'm a very Jerry's much a, a one, shirt yep. and blue which jeans. is from Best Days. Mm-hmm. And the classic bandana around the neck. Yep. Is that because of COVID. the virus? Yeah. But also just being gay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> double, double action bandana. It's a blue jeans, white tee, brown boots, flannel yeah. shirt look. It's um, classic. I'm a one pair of boots, one pair of jeans kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. And how did you find how did you find the shop? I think I walked past. You just walked past. I think it. I walked past and was like that. The old fashioned that way. Looks, that looks yeah, pretty hipster. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Let you sound hipster bricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. Specky big nose. Oh come <laughs> on. Wonky eye. <laughs> there you go, that bombshell. Wonky eye. Yeah. <laughs> Always in with the wonky eye. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you, Jez. Thank you, Steve. Thank See you, you next week. Up. Well, I'll speak to you next week. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye, Japan.
Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-